0: Hey everyone! Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and um, I am still not over this whatever it is, but I am super excited today for this episode that I am joined by Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay! Hi! And Heather. Hi, Heather! Hello! And back with us again is Leah. Hey, Leah!
1: Hey, everybody!
0: Um. Okay, guys, how's your week Ben? How is your book week been?
1: My book week has been dark.
0: <laughs> You're a little late on the dark era. Well, I,
2: don't, I don't know. We finally have sun here in Minnesota. So I feel like we're all coming out of a fog. Um, I'm trying to slow down on my like enjoy and savor books.
0: How about you, Lindsay? How was your book week? Not good. Not oh, good. No. Well, i
1: have, like
3: audiobook listened to a few chapters i read a uh, half of a book but i just have not been able to
1: read this week really
3: it's like fair. communication oh my. is bad
1: that's, that's fair <laughs> that feeling it this week i will say having a job that i have because i got a job recently and i have to go to my office and i will say it has really cramped my reading <laughs>
0: Stinking real life, you know. Stinking job. It's actually, I mean, we talked about it in last the last episode. We talked, we did some hot takes and talked about things, and on previous episodes we talked about things, but this week, like book world wise was pretty quiet. I think the potential of TikTok being shut down kind of moved everybody's focus off of drama and being idiots. And they're more looking at like um, the potential. We're talking that this, about the books. Yeah. Big picture. Yeah. The big picture, the social media, some of the crap happening in our world right now. And, but it did get me thinking about like where my place is in social media, as far as book goes and where I want to be. And I've decided I really just want to stay in the reader space. I want to be a reader, part of a reading community that just shares out books organically. Yeah. Like, I do not want to be a superstar. Would I like the podcast to pay for itself and maybe put some money in all our pockets? Absolutely. <laughs> but not just,
1: like all that like TikTok stuff has just real like made me realize like how much I dislike social media. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I just kind of troll people.
0: (laughs) So if you're listening to this and you follow buzzing about romance on any social media platforms, I highly encourage you to join our discord server. That is, yeah, there's a lot of activity over there. That is the safest place for you to join us. Um, We only talk books. I mean, we get a little lifestyle stuff here and there. Like apparently Jenna feels that hockey players are not as tall as they're supposed to be. Like she talked about that today. I missed that. She shared a picture. It's just the ducks. Her children are members of the kids club for the Anaheim ducks. Uh And she shared a picture of her daughter who is 10 or 11. Um, I think she just turned 12. Did she just turn 12 standing next to one of the players?
1: That's the nine year old. And he is not a big guy. She has a couple kids that are like my kids age. So it's hard to, she
0: has four children. There's a lot of them. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, so she shared a picture and was like, he's not as big as you would think.
2: <laughs> they have to be um, a little leaner and then um, a little more solid. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's more muscle. It so, like, defensemen usually are a little bit more bulky okay. because they're sort of like the enforcers. But your forwards need to be tall and leaner. With like a ball.
1: quarterback versus a linebacker.
2: Right. And that that's why hockey butts are a thing because their legs and their butts do a lot of the work when they're skating. I like the butts.
0: <laughs> I am not sad about hockey butts. And mm-hmm. like you see them in some of their suit pants. Oh, yeah. So if uh-huh. you are a hockey some romance. Some of
1: those gentlemen wear their suits well.
0: Oh, yes. If you're a do hockey romance. Tailored? You what? Mm-hmm. Do they have to get the butts yes. tailored? They
1: do probably do. Because their butts are so big. And like their thighs are too big too. Mm -hmm. So
0: if you like hockey romances, I highly recommend that you check out the Chippy Chicks YouTube channel. It's author um, Danica Flynn is in it. Kelly Jameson, Wall and Fortune. And I can't think. There's like five or six romance authors that are on this. But one of the, they only have a show every month. And on... In every episode, they do a style of hockey and they talk about the warm up outfits or the coming to the game outfits mm-hmm. and lots of butt shots. I will say I,
1: I do like the ticky tocks when the, they're strolling in. It's like what time Like, are they showing up and you see what all these delightful hockey players are wearing to the arenas.
2: Um, I was just scrolling through Instagram and on game days, hockey players have to dress up. It's like a rule. They have to dress. Mm -hmm. So most of the NHL teams have a great social media team and they post Mm -hmm. pictures of the guys coming in in their suits. Just a little plug. The Minnesota wild um, was ranked one of the hottest teams in the country and their social media team is phenomenal okay throwing that out there now
0: stalking the minnesota wild
1: <laughs> the bruins have a really good social media presence they as well do not that i'm a fan of the bruins because penguins all the way but yeah the bruins have a good social media
0: they do i really like butts okay um <laughs> on with our show and episode um okay new segment we have started for the last month uh each week we're going to go over a romance book term and some of you might be familiar with these Others might not. If you have a term you would like us to describe or to define for you, please feel free to send us a DM or an email um, and we will happily add it to our list. This week, our term is PNR. And it was suggested by Heather. <laughs> um, so paranormal, PNR stands for paranormal romance. Paranormal romance is a subgenre of both Romantic fiction and speculative fiction. Paranormal romance focuses on romantic love and includes elements beyond the range of scientific explanation. Paranormal romances may range from traditional category romances with a paranormal setting or story where the main emphasis is on a fantasy-based plot with a romantic subplot included. Common hallmarks are romantic relationships between humans and vampires, humans and shapeshifters, humans and ghosts, and other entities of a fantastic or otherworldly nature. Beyond the more prevalent theme involving vampires, shapeshifters, ghosts, or time travel, paranormal romances can also include books featuring characters with psychic abilities like telekinesis or telepathy. Paranormal romances have its roots in gothic fiction. I recently did an article on gothic fiction versus dark fiction. and You can find that in our pour over section on the blog. Technically, this is technically do not come for me, Leah. Technically, sci-fi romances. So aliens can be clumped in with PNR. But true fans of PNR tend to keep it separate monster romances can also be lumped in but are slowly becoming their own subset within the romance genre.
1: I wanted to come after you with that because PNR actually like that is like so like with romance, you have the the genre of romance then you have the subgenres. and like the PNR, like I feel like it is a more eclectic subgenre than most people think. So I typically, always state the sci-fi as a sub-genre of the sub-genre of PNR.
0: You know, with the popularity of Ruby Dixon's Ice Planet mm-hmm. Barbarians, though, we really have seen an uptick in alien romances, and they really are becoming their, their own, own, own sub-genre, subgenre.
2: genre yeah. So. Um, and sure. a lot of your, a lot of our favorite um, authors also write a lot of PNR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is a out there.
1: there is a talent to a well structured and like engaging PNR romance though, I and not every author can nab that like niche, but there are some that do it really well.
0: I also think PNR authors are some of the friendliest and funniest of authors that we've spent time with. Because if you think about it, Delta James, we just did a happy hour with her, which was apparently ninety minutes of hilarity. Yes, She's
1: it was. A, she is such a delightful, like warm, She's loving the person.
2: Sweet, the nicest human. She's just he a is. great human.
1: She is a delightful
0: human. Oh, being. love her. Don't she sent a a me pens, Heather. What? We Lindsay? have pens coming. She sent me pens.
1: Lindsay, what were you saying? She's the queen of swag. Her swag is like she incredible. She has amazing swag. She does and that is one thing that she prides herself on the quality of her swag yeah. like her and chris search for good swag
0: but so your bennett also writes pnr with her stone mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. um and it's more fantasy romance than paranormal which, which again is breaking off into its you. own mm-hmm. subgenre.
1: well and that's that's the thing like there are these like sub like Ideas in the subgenres, but as they become more popular and like gain traction, like you almost have to give them their own subset because like then like that one subgenre becomes too big. And well, You need to have those separate sects of it.
0: We've been seeing this trend of these witchy rom-coms, but mm-hmm. you kind of also then have the Juliet crosses that straddle between the PNR and the fantasy of the witchy rom-coms. So it's really interesting because Avery Flynn wrote a witchy rom com. Um, there's mm-hmm. that um, Stacey doesn't Stacey Kennedy Stacey have a witchy rom com? Um, Kelly Jameson wrote an adorable one. Mm. Big witch energy, right, Heather? I think it was called.
2: hmm So it was very cute. I really liked it.
0: So, anyway, that's our more than you know, more that you know. The more you know. I know everybody wants that sound effect, but can't even get an echo. And that seems pretty easy. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So would you like to know what we're talking about on this episode? This yes. episode is not for me. This is not for me because we all know that I am my own little army of chaos when it comes to this topic. Yeah. So on this episode, we are talking about how we managed a TBR or if we even have a TBR. Um, because we all know that I don't really have a TBR and I really don't want you to keep an up-to-date TBR. I want you to add 70 books every time I talk to you. I'm a destroyer
3: but More importantly, of You want us to immediately read the book that you need us to read so we can talk about it. Yes.
2: Yes, Lindsay, you're correct. Um, <laughs> yes.
0: And how, you know, my latest victim was Leah.
1: It was delightful, and I am not sad about it. What book? Scandals of the Father by Zoe Blake. It comes out March thirty first. It is book one in this like new mafia esque series. Like they have mafia elements, but not really mafia at the same time. But if, if consent is important to you, this book is not for you. Not for you. But it is delightful. It's an age gap like primal there's a lot of primal kink the heroine is like this fierce like takes no shit from the hero he is a silver fox like stern brunch daddy
0: cover is sexy
1: the covers, is... yes
0: it's i'm so in my daddy pretty. era everybody just so he, we're all very clear and he, well and
1: it's funny because like as you read the book like he he throws out the daddy and he's like i've never really thought about that before but it works and i think i really need her so to say this fucking hot it's so fucking it was really hot. good really good
0: <laughs> anyway okay so let's talk about tbrs and um well i don't think you should keep them i'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Okay, that's really
3: funny to me, because when I joined our book club, I did not keep a TBR. And Mm -hmm. now it's 10,000 books long because of Becky. Uh So
1: here lies my question. Is it truly a TBR if you just keep adding books to it without it ever going anywhere? No. Maybe. I don't know.
3: (laughs) It's a little bucket of horrors, is what it is.
1: I feel like I've abandoned
3: them. But I'm never going to be able to get through them all now. (laughs) Never.
2: Well, like, that's the thing. I used to write them down and I'm like, well, this is like, I have like a whole notebook of like books. And I'm like, and I wrote that like two years ago. Like, I'm never going to go back to that and look through them.
1: Well, and my so. thing is there's so many books that come out every single week. Some, right. some weeks have, have better options than other weeks, but there's at least one to two authors that we really enjoy that come out with books, like at least once a month or mm-hmm. like once a week. So that's at least six books per month that, you know, I'm going to read. I just kind of like, does it matter? Like if an author is releasing a book, like I'm going to read it. Like it's automatically going on my Kindle and it's automatically going to get like shoved into my little brain here. So that's the question.
3: I think that's a really good question. And I think like, I think my TBR is kind of trash. I don't know that I consider it like a realistic List more of like a comprehensive list of every book I'm interested in reading. And then, like, I have certain author backlists, like Sawyer Bennett and mm-hmm. Julie. Lewis. I've been working through her backlist. Um, authors where, like, I've loved their books so much that, like, now I will read their books. It's like, I'm working through their backlist and I'll check, like, the books off the backlist, but I won't just like binge read it because. I know like I love them.
1: You don't want it to end. (laughs) And
3: I don't want it to end, but I also need something that's like guaranteed that I'll love. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I need like.
1: You need that comfort.
3: Yeah. I just need to know that I have like something reliably good on deck at any given time.
2: I think for me versus it being like, I have a TBR I just have books that like, I need, to, like I've cut down on how many arcs I take. Um, but then like some of the, my favorite authors that are releasing on Kindle unlimited, or if they have books, I'm just tracking like what books I'm looking forward to that month. Like I use Google, like Google suite for everything. So I use Google keep. And so I just track it on Google keep. And
1: no. Oh. No, I will say for the podcast, like I do have a true TBR that I write down like the book I need to read and the date I have to have it read by, because if not, then we would never have books read by Leah because there's a lot of chaos in my head. And so like, I have an actual like podcast to be read because those are scheduled books that we have episodes planned for. So Mm -hmm. like those, like, yes, there's a true to be read list that I, well, I try and follow, but we all know I'm not that great about that but so like I kind of have a true TBR but I kind of don't at the same time but like even so like I like I so Becky and I put a list out on the website every month about books like that are releasing in that month that we're excited for and so like that's basically my TBR for like all time
0: for that month I mean
1: If it's a book that I want to read, I'm putting it on the website so you guys are aware of it.
0: So that's something to note. If you're always curious what books are coming out and when, if they're interested to us in the podcast, we usually a week to five days Mm -hmm. before the start of the next month, we will put on our website a upcoming anticipated releases. Um, Fantasticfiction.com is also a really great place To look and see what's coming up in the future. And you can categorize it down to romance. And I tend to go there a lot um, to bring you my list. Because I... So, Okay. I do not write down books I want to read. I never thought of myself as a mood reader. Because, you know, when you read in a library for as long as I read in the library, having to read... You
1: were holding to the library.
0: Yeah. So if the library... If my hell hell came in i had only so much time to get it read um and so a lot of times if i was waiting for a book to come in i might search the library for a ready now book um Mm -hmm. or it was a reread stuff that i owned but for a really long time seven years i read completely out of my library i didn't have kindle unlimited i really couldn't afford to buy books and so reading from a library is very different than how I read now. Seven years ago, I didn't yeah. know about ARCs. I didn't know about book blogging or any of that kind of stuff. Um, so on a budget, a TBR is different. Basically, when I was reading in the library, my TBR was my hold list. And you only get like 20 holds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's something to keep in mind, too. Not everybody is reading at the same place. As everybody else. Now I think the majority of you guys mm-hmm. listening right now read NKU like we do. Um, so I'm notorious for screenshotting books covers uh-huh. as I come across them so that I can remember, oh, that book's on my radar. Um
1: well, in like, kin- like in your Kindle app, if you ever do it, like you'll, there's a, a line where it's like upcoming releases. Like I'll click on those and screenshot and it has like the cover of the date, like, and all that stuff.
0: That's good to know. I didn't know I you could do so that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's right
1: on the app.
2: It's pretty cool. I am in a lot of groups on Facebook. Like, so I'm a big MM author or MM book person I love them and so I'm in a couple of groups and then people will like say oh I'm looking for this kind of book or whatever and then people recommend so then I have screenshots and then um I have spreadsheets for each of like the subgenres that I have so like I have romantic suspense and then I have all the authors and their like their reading order um I have mafia I have cowboy I have um I don't know I have so many and then when I'm listening to an audiobook I go through when I put them because I don't know it's, it makes me sound like I have a lot of time and I don't I just <laughs> it's your teacher brain like
1: working full force mm-hmm.
0: so yeah. how do you guys find books you want to read that you want to keep on your radar like are you simply just a do you just take word of mouth from me your local book pusher who's like hey you need to read this. Um, or are you actively like Google searching tropes you like? Or are you just going on Amazon and looking at an author and seeing what of their books you haven't read yet? I really wish there was a way in Amazon for it to tell me that I've already read this book. Yeah, Like when I click into oh my God, KU, yes. if I've returned it already, I really wish there was something Amazon said, you checked this book out previous at this date, but... It doesn't. So it's fine. Um, So how do you find books you want to read? One of the
3: ways that you didn't mention that I do use a lot is like, if I really enjoy a book, I'll go look it up on Amazon. And then there's like a recommended like this section under it. And I'll go through those. And I'll usually like, I'll find a lot of new to me authors that way. And Mm -hmm. also, Mm -hmm. like, usually they show the star rating as well mm-hmm. in the scroll through so it's really easy to do that to find a book almost every time I do that I wind up really liking the book and actually um I've been talking about this vampire mafia series and I'm really mad the third book isn't out yet I need it so bad but like it was recommended to me that way and I never read this author before and I'm obsessed with it and it was from a recommendation like that I was reading wolf shifter books and all this other paranormal stuff <laughs> so um,
2: but yeah I did the same I did the same thing Lindsay when I was doing the dive for Mafia I knew who my like go-to Mafia authors were so I just went on Amazon and then kind of looking at the you know other people like these and that's how I found like Sadie Kincaid that's how I found B.B. Hamill and like these are all authors that I'm now like stage five clinger stocking. So um, those are a really great way to
1: also. Well, do- and if you, and if you go into the author pages, like their author bio pages, where it has like all the books they publish, they have a, a row of like authors that write similar books to them too. And I find them that way as well. Like I'll click into the author page cause like I'm looking for something specific sometimes. And it has a list of these like authors write similar books so it's like you're not looking for a book specific but an author specific Uh i actually i found like a like two or three books on the facebook ads like they Mm -hmm. have like little like snippets like as i'm scrolling through facebook
0: that's how i found ivy lane years when i first started ku it was ivy lane in one of those facebook ads
1: well and it's the facebook ads and they have like a really dynamic like scene and so like I'll click into it and a lot of times they're KU and I found a couple really good authors that way mm-hmm. I found some not so great books that way too because somehow I got into like sweet ads like popping up a lot and like, did they not know you yeah they did not know me and I didn't realize they were sweet and the book sounded good and I didn't do and I think that
0: does anybody here the use their Goodreads want to read list as a no? guide for what they're going to read?
1: I go on to Goodreads to post my reviews. That is the only thing I use Do you Goodreads click for. want to
0: read on any books? Like, do you have a want to read shelf and have a number there? um do you ever go back to it like because I have ones that I put I on do. there in like 2020 I don't know if I I've do ever go gone back, back. To,
1: well in the giveaways if you cl- yeah. if you enter the giveaway it always adds if it's not on your want to read it always adds on your want to read so I do have books on my want to read but I couldn't tell you what's on there yeah,
3: yeah. I was about to say the only reason a book makes it onto my want to read is if I've clicked on that button for a giveaway because I don't stay up to <laughs> don't ever go on my
1: goodreads it's a train wreck <laughs> my goodreads I, is just for me to like separate into tropes and things
2: like that but when they updated it recently it i do like when you post a review it tells you to put it on a shelf mm-hmm. which hallelujah thank you so much goodreads for that that's been helpful
1: yep future leah or past leah is like still kicking herself for not being organized but currently Leah is so pretty happy with her Goodreads shelves.
3: I need to just start over from scratch.
1: I actually, I have a separate one that just tracks this year because my Goodreads was so messed up. And so then like any, my reviews, I still post on my old one, but like I have my new one that like, it's very nerdy of me, I know. But okay, so my want to read is at 62 on Goodreads. I'm looking at it currently. But um yeah, there's books from 2002 on here.
0: Well, 2002 is only last year. Oh, 2002, not 2022. 2002. There
1: was one from 2002 cuz apparently have, I never like moved it.
0: I have 305 on my want to read. The oldest being One Hot Christmas from Oh no. No, that's not can't be the oldest one cuz Oh no, was... that's
1: it wasn't 2002. It was that was the oh, yeah that was the different
0: yeah my one
1: i have one from 21 2021
3: i have 214 and i'm very disappointed that i have entered that many giveaways in one zero <laughs> <laughs> um i have
2: 211 want to read apparently who knew
0: who knew um i i have a love hate relationship with Goodreads, like. We all know it's owned by Amazon and it's a little funky and I don't love it. I
1: definitely um, don't love the update.
0: I really will say, though, I do like that I can see what other of our friends mm-hmm. and members of our community are reading. Um, like I was on there today and I was going through and noticed somebody had rated a couple books and I added them, you know, to my want to read and liked their reviews. Um Cause it does help me keep a gauge on our active members in our listening community, what they're reading so that I can read too. And that way it makes me a good community member. So, you know, I'm all about being a good community member.
3: I'm a really weird person because I feel like I've read more books based on people saying that a book was terrible (laughs) than I have based on it being really well loved. Cause I have so many books that are on my TBR that I, are like very well loved and have been highly recommended. And there's just a lot of those. But when somebody is like, wow, this book was so messed up. I'm like, okay, I want to go see what was messed up. Mm-hmm.
1: You're like, I need to know why. Like, why was curiosity, it
3: messed up? Like, yeah, it drives mm-hmm. me to read it. And then like you go in and you know what to expect. And it's not, a- more often than not, they're not badly written books. It's just like
1: things personal. that
3: I really don't like, like personal taste things. Mm-hmm. Or they're just
0: like totally crazy town. This is why I think there is value in the low star ratings, especially yeah. in the day and age right now and we talked about it I think in our hot takes with Katie. Um it is hard to trust social trust media influencers right now. Book I don't influencers. Trust a lot of people. Um for book wrecks and because you know you get over I had a recent book um and I did a Patreon should you read it. Um I started The Highest Bitter by Sarah Kate. And if you're over on TikTok or you're on Instagram, you're seeing this book like everybody loves it. Everyone's talking so high about it. And the cover's hot. It's Wander. And I have a thing for daddies right now. So I picked it up. And then the more I got into this book, the more I was angry and I'm pissed off. And I just don't feel like I can take anyone's word that is glowing about a book. And... I know that a book is going to hit different for everybody, which is why I pride us when we do our quick shots that we do critical reviews and we don't give you a star rating. And we've Mm -hmm. even stopped doing like, you know, would you recommend this book and who should read this book? We've stopped doing that. We just break down the book, the feelings of the book, how the book works, what the characters are like. And you can't always tell if we loved or didn't love the book We just are laying it out for you um, because I-
1: Well, but but in those two, like we talk about things that we liked about the books, but things that we didn't like about the book too. And I can love a book and there still be parts of a book that I wish they would have done differently. But it doesn't hinder like my love of the book. A lot of
0: the reviewers and influencers aren't talking about big giant plot holes in the popular books Mm -hmm. or the overwritten books. But when I find that two or three- Go ahead, Lindsay
3: the big thing they're doing now is they're falling in love with these like very flat characters. They're like touting uh, these characters It's like, Oh my gosh, I love this character so much. And it's like, why? She had no personality. She had no goals. She had no drive. And then like the hero is just like, one big douchebag who eventually decides he loves her. Like how, how are we loving these books? Like sometimes I literally read these five-star books and you know what? That's exactly why I don't take recommendations from any influencer on Instagram, unless it's Becky or Leah or Heather, or like somebody in our community, because you guys know, you know what to recommend because we know each other. We know our tastes that's a huge perk of our community is that mm-hmm. we know each other well enough to know. And then like, because I know your tastes, I know what you're reading. And if you're saying it's really good, I know I'll love it too. Well, but
0: we're not always going to love the same books. No, so we're this, not
3: always going to. So this
0: brings up the next question. Where do you get most of your book recs? <laughs> I mean, no book influencers, clearly.
1: <laughs> <Mm-mm>.
0: <laughs> I, but I trust a fellow reader. That's truly yeah. a reader and I, not trying to be an influencer. If you're dancing yes. with your book.
1: I, I'm not going to trust you. Or you're you. just
0: flashing pages. Likely no, your rec's but not I also,
1: for me. But I also won't trust a person that only talks about every book that they love. Like even if I go into like their Goodreads. Like if you want to only talk about the positive books on your TikTok or your Instagram, that's fine. But if I go into your Goodreads and you have zero three star ratings, I'm not going to trust you. Because there's no possible way that you have not read a book that is a three star.
2: I also um realize that a lot of people on TikTok who are posting their books, they're getting the paperbacks, which is cool for them. Awesome. Or they're not reading reading the book. It is, if if you, as someone who has come across people where I've read the book and then they're talking about the book, it's very clear to me that they didn't even read it.
1: And you're like, what book did you read?
2: Yeah. And to me, that's, I think that's wrong like maybe i'm old school and it's because i'm old but if i'm taking a advanced copy of a book for an to promote for help promote for an author i am agreeing to that author i will read your book and i am going to be a fair you know reviewer and i will promote your book because i liked it and i but they're not reading the book and i think that that's not cool
3: but they're also getting the books because they have a huge following and like maybe that is working for marketing purposes but like for most readers that kind of stuff is going to get you blacklisted from the reading list like I
0: it's a trust piece it's a trust piece
1: but it's it's doing other readers a disservice by talking about how great a book is when it's not a great book
0: well Books hit different for everybody. We all are not going to like all the same books. Um, I know that I tend to not like, you know, I'm hard on romantic suspense. It has to be a very specific kind of romantic suspense to get me in. It can't just be subpar romantic suspense. Just because there's a mystery doesn't mean it's going to keep my attention. And that doesn't mean it's a bad book. It just means it's not a book for me. And so I'm not yucking on anyone's yum. I just wish that they would use a hashtag promo, yeah. not review, because it's not an honest review, which is why for me, for book recs, I'm always going to go to our community and discord first. Like Lee and I are getting ready to do an episode on our top 10 slow burns. Well, I hate slow burns. I haven't read a ton of them. So I asked in the community. I'm not gonna go to, I'm not gonna go to TikTok and search hashtag slow burn romances, because I don't feel that I'm gonna get any really true, valid, honest reviews on them.
3: Yeah. I so Allie Winters came out with a book this week. Um, her second, her follow up to the four. I think it's the Forest Between Us. Um, it's A Mountain Divides Us. And I looked on it this week and I was really impressed. And I actually downloaded the book to read it. I have to read some other stuff first, but I downloaded it to read it. And the reason I did was because she had 14 reviews and multiple three-star reviews. And it's so rare when a book comes out now that they're not all five-star. Hmm. Yeah, when they first come out, it's like they're all four or five star reviews and they're all glowing and like the praise is extreme. And it's like, it's so hard for me to trust that now because, like, especially when new books come out, it's like all of the book influencers who've gotten this book are like, five stars, it's the best book I've ever read. And then, like, two days later, the next book they're posting about is the best book they've ever read. And it's like, well, what did you love about these books? Like, the three-star reviews told me more about what the book was actually about, whether or not I'd like it. And, you know, maybe it is going to be a
0: three-star for read for me. I don't know. But it doesn't mean that I won't like but it, read it, and love it. This is, again, this is something I will continue to say. There is nothing wrong with three stars. No, um, I like a three-star book. It doesn't mean I don't like it. It yeah. just...
1: Honestly, it, like... That's where I gauge like I'll read the three star reviews like I'll read a couple five stars and I'll read the one stars because sometimes those ones are really funny. But the three star review is where I typically get my true recommendation for. And if it's a book that's been really hyped, I will wait a month before I read it. But, three stars, then...
0: but three stars are valid. It means the book was good because you finished it. Yeah. There wasn't anything erroneous about it there was not anything horrible about it like and it maybe it's just not the most exceptional book you read it that day and we all know we're all have our moods our environments affect how we respond to a book Mm -hmm. so i don't have any problems with a three a three-star review
3: no Mm no um, the other way that I'll find book recommendations is uh, author newsletters. So if I've subscribed to an author newsletter and they're actually coming to my inbox each month, it's like, you are top tier author for me. So at the, in almost every author newsletter, they have their book picks. So I don't know if it's author friends or books they've loved, like it varies author to author, how they pick them, but those have been like really good. Usually I enjoy those. So usually I'll um download those and read those or add them to my tbr and that's been pretty reliable
1: mm-hmm. well and a while, authors will post because like susan stoker posts in her author like her group like about books that she's read that she loves and sometimes i really enjoy them that's how i found the zoe um draven zoe yeah draven my horde kings that's how i found them because susan like raved about that series and how good it was and i was like okay well i'm gonna give this a try but then or maybe she talked about on the podcast i don't remember but but she recommends books like in her group like she talks about books that she's read that really hit well with her and sometimes i really enjoy them and like i read one a couple weeks ago that i was in a mood so i don't know if it was the book or if it was me and I didn't love it, but it's one of those things where it was a solid story. It just didn't hit right for me. But
2: but I like that, too.
0: So let's talk about our mood reading. Heather, did you want to talk about where you find your
2: book recs? Oh, I mean, I basically, everywhere. Same as all of you.
0: Okay. Um, let's talk about our mood reading. Because this conversation mm-hmm. has come up a couple of times between Heather and I. Because mm-hmm. as everybody knows, from mid-December <laughs> until two weeks ago...
2: Today. Today.
0: I mean, we're still working on it. Um, yeah, I read a lot this week that was dark. Uh, Heather and I were in our dark era. like mm-hmm. We were in this deep dive of mafia books, and we really, really were enjoying them. And we binge read, but now we are supposed to be moving out of our dark
2: era. We're a struggle bus. We're supposed to be.
0: We're supposed to be, and we're supposed to be in cowboy slash western era. It's not working.
2: They're so. not as aggressive, maybe, as the word. Stop
0: being a fuck of gentleman.
2: Chase me down I, and pull my hair.
3: Hot take. Uh-huh. I'm fed up with, like, most contemporary romance genres. Like, so many authors I've loved in the past, and so much of, like, contemporary romance in general has just fallen so flat for me lately like I don't I can't tell you the last time I've read a five-star book in contemporary and that's what I used to read like that used to be my go-to so I can tell you like the dark books never disappoint me I know they're gonna be crazy town. Well, I know I'm gonna like get hooked into the story I know I'm gonna need to know who's killing who and who's going to wind up
0: to get I mean you know what's happily ever Lindsay, after but it's so crazy you have to read Zoe Blake Like, cat and mouse. Like, the chase. Like, basically this one book is he finds her, she stabs him, runs away, he catches her, they have the sex, and then she runs away again, or points a gun at his head and shoots him, but doesn't hit him. Holy crap, they're bonkers and delightful, and anyway... Just so you know, yeah.
3: you should add that I, to your TBR. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think it's going to stop. Like, I don't think it's going to get old. I don't know when it'll get old, but it's not going to be anytime soon because, like, I, I'm i just reading, like, romantic suspense, paranormal, sci-fi romance, fantasy romance. Anything that is not contemporary is pretty much what I'm reading now. No rom-com. Some rom-coms, not really. Um Actually, no, no rom-coms. I wouldn't say anything I've read the last like three months has been funny.
2: So it's, (laughs) I call those palette, I call those palette cleansers. So like for me, um, I need either those like insta love, like, you know, maybe a quick and like real spicy, or I always go back to MM books because there's not a lot of internal angst it's not like angsty because of the characters often there's a lot of external angst so i always go back to them and i have to load my kindle with some of those so like i (laughs) read i don't know i'm weird no
0: it's i don't think it's weird no i agree it's not weird uh leah do you have any thoughts on moving from one genre to the other and the disappointment to cry oh, that- like Heather and I cry because we cry.
1: <laughs> well, I think part of it is like, I am such a mood reader. So like, if I am feeling not great, like I need something that is, it almost breaks me down farther. <laughs> mm. I've noticed. So like the dark era, like if I'm not feeling so hot, like I'll read a dark book and it makes me feel better. But I think part of it is, there's so many authors chasing the tiktok trope chaos right now that they're not giving us quality books and i don't feel like the mafia authors and the dark authors and like the the pwp authors like they're not doing that so i'm not left disappointed in the characters and the tropes and the development of the stories so for
0: your tbr for this oh go ahead heather
2: I think some of the authors that are not, I don't want to say disappointing isn't the right word, but the solid authors that I know that I'm going to love their books Mm -hmm. are the ones that are tried and true. They have been around for a long time. So like I'm reading a Samantha Young book right now. Phenomenal. That new Natasha Madison series. Good. She's a solid author. So, your Bennett has been around, like all of those authors that have been around for a long time
0: that aren't getting all the hype. So, we have an yeah. upcoming episode that books we think you should be reading that deserve more hype, that aren't mm-hmm. trending number one the day they come out, but are good, solid books that are kind of quiet sleeper. So, we have that coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, so, with your TBR, how do you read a series? Do you binge a whole series? Do you rage read the series or do you piecemeal one book at a time, switching in between to other books? What kind of reader with a series are you?
1: I'm a binger. I, I'm i a binger to the, the end of the binging. And honestly, like when I have to wait for another book, I, I don't always love it. <laughs>
0: Lindsay what kind of series reader are you
3: I do all of it I do all of it and it depends on my mood so I've rage read a series I've been dread series I piecemeal other series like Sawyer Bennett mm-hmm. um geez like her Arizona Vengeance series I don't think I could even tell you what order those books go in I could probably tell you like with a shot in the dark like relatively how I read them but it was nowhere near an order it was based entirely on the trope of the book and it worked like they're true standalones it was phenomenal and I all I read them all like when I was in the mood or when I like was having a hard time finding something else and like that Sawyer like she's an interesting author for me because like I won't let myself binge read her series. I will not. Like I've wanted to, but I won't do it because I'm going to read every single book the woman's ever written. I'm going to do that, but like I will always pick up her book like when I feel like I'm about to hit a slump or something and I like this last week is really rare. I can't tell you the last time I've had like a week where I didn't read a book. Um but yeah, like Sawyer, most of the time, like w- before I feel like that kind of situation's coming on, I'll pick up one of her books and it's always random. Always. I've not read a single one of her books in order. None. I love like her <laughs> books.
0: What about you, Heather? What kind of series reader are you? Binge, rage, piecemeal? Or are you like me, a bucket of chaos? who read And yeah. kind of like Lindsay.
1: Like, I will read. You do the rage read. I do, but I also do the. I will rage read the series, though,
0: too. I'll read book one of a cliffhanger. And a cliffhanger, as long as I know it's coming, it doesn't bother me. But it might take me a while, even if book two's come out, it might take me a while to circle back to it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have it on my calendar. I don't have it automatically downloading when it releases. It takes me a minute to get back to it
2: i don't think i rage read series and i
0: alexius that's the book that i rage read
2: right i think
1: everybody rage read that after you talked to them not me i didn't read it so i did not rage read it but i have rage read books before
2: i think i have not like binged a series in a long time because i feel like any book any author that I'm like stalking, I like stay on top of. And so then I'm waiting for their books, but I have been read, read. Um I I have I I didn't realize that I sometimes hop into a series, like mid-series. Um, I don't, I didn't realize I was doing that and I did that. Um so no, I kind of am like uh kind of go where the wind takes me if I see a book and I just download it and I'll just read it. I don't know. Um no rhyme or reason.
0: What is your Kindle unread number currently? Mine is 726.
1: Mine is 936.
0: I don't know.
3: Hmm. Heather, do you know your unread Kindle number? I haven't hit the limit on my Kindle though, so...
2: I do know the number. What is and it? I just had to update it today. Um, it is 2,412.
1: On red? What the hell?
0: That's not even including her audiobook TBR. No.
2: She's hoarding like 20 Audible credits I, right now.
1: I know. I'm so jealous, actually.
2: Um, And the worst part, not the worst. This is not a bad problem. Like This feels like a first world problem that I'm talking about right now um it's stuff your kindle coming up this week so my unread well, number is so go this episode insane. will drop
0: friday march 31st is stuff your kindle day i think and this episode drops the sunday after but um there will be another okay. one coming up later this summer too they do it about three four times a year so
2: um, i have obviously a lot of books to read
1: <laughs> i will say like this past like the past like few months what is this march I've read actually a lot. My Kindle unread used to be higher, but like I've read a lot of books that have just been sitting on my Kindle because I've read a lot of backlist books because it's one of those things where like if a book is free, like uh, from an author that I really enjoy, but like I don't always buy, like I'll buy the book because it's free and then it just sits there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Can we just talk real quick about the feeling you get when you have to return one KU book because you've reached the 20 limit?
2: Okay, I'm going to go first because I wrote a really long paragraph about this. I feel like it's Survivor and I don't know what to do. So, <laughs> you don't know who to like, vote
1: off the island? Yeah,
2: I don't know who to vote off the island. So then I'm like, mm. <coughs> and that was like a major problem. I had all of these mafia books on there. Somehow a couple times Kindle has somehow given me 21 loans and I'm like I wonder cuz an audiobook
0: a- if it's a book with audio it counts as a second count. KU loan
2: No um, like
0: so like if you have Beauty and the Baller which the audiobook is included with the ebook um that will give you two loans So
2: interest. So I feel like it's like you know Survivor so it's really hard I yeah I hate it and then my son my older son loves to read and he's like oh i'll just use your kindle unlimited and i'm like "Mm." and my husband's like you have 20 loans i'm like that's like if you only had 20 options in netflix that you could choose from at any given time he's like no he's like you can share your kindle unlimited library can't you and i'm
0: like No. no i can't family plan Set him Go up with away. his own email address. Family plan.
1: <laughs> See, I, I don't, I don't always have my ku tapped out. I, I usually have seventeen right now. I'm well. I, okay, maybe that's right. I use my
3: ku limit in a very unique way. It is so. Heather's been super helpful in telling me tools and how to track the books that I've read, so that I'm not forgetting them. Um, <laughs> but I have been using Kendall unlimited limit as my fail safe. So when I go to download a new book, I will delete out all the old ones I've already read at that time and I'll write them down. So mm. at, like, like my uh-huh. fail safe making sure I'm actually keeping up to date with my reading tracking. So I don't have like anger towards it. It's more like, oh, wow, I've read all these
1: books. Well, and for mine like i will go through and like i won't like return books after i've read them until i write the review so like i'll have books and so like when my number starts dwindling it's because like i've been writing reviews so i'm deleting because sometimes i forget like um the characters names because i read a lot of books and sometimes i mix them up and i have to go back and double check and sometimes i forget to write down the pop so i have to search when they have sex and so I yep. have to keep the book hmm. um but then I then then once the review is either like written out like longhand or typed out then I will return the book
0: so now every time I return a KU book I'm gonna see Jeff Propes going and the tribe has spoken <laughs> like I just need everyone to know that that now yeah. drop your buff <laughs> we're switching tribes um <laughs>
2: like I, it's i like it's nerve-wracking for me i, I know that sounds really dumb so no I, it's i
0: used to when i was a library one. person mm-hmm. my hoopla for my library used to only be 10 mm-hmm. and i would hoard them and now it's up to 20 we get 20 a month which is phenomenal but you would get that email like the last five days of the month that said, you only have two checkouts less for this month. And you're like, only two. What will I do with myself if I have to? No, it's like, it's stressful. What will you read?
2: Can I talk a little bit about what um, Lindsay had said about yes. my book organization? Yeah, I-
0: because that's what we're going to do like organizing your books or to- mm-hmm. organizing your TBR give us your tips and tricks.
2: So I house everything in Google Drive, which I know I'm just familiar with because I'm an educator and we use Google Drive. So I have a master like review template that I use, not a template. I it I write down like the book title, the author, the date that it's released. And if it's through a PR company, I write my review and then I include the links on the bottom. So then I can turn it in at the end and then I just link it to a spreadsheet with all my ARCs or whatever uh, review team that I'm on. Um, Google Keep is really great. I just have it on my phone and it's like a little post-it note for each month and it tells me um, like what books I have to read or that I want to read that are releasing. And that's pretty much it. And Google Sheets, I use Google Sheets, just like anybody would use a spreadsheet. Yeah,
0: I use, um, so I have a planner that I use specifically for the blog and the podcast and whatever I'm reading, because basically anything I read, I put a review on the blog, or we do exclusive episodes called Should You Read It over on our Patreon. Um, So, and my um, planner, I designed it myself. And I have, like, TBR in the front where I can – I put the, the the title of the book, the author, the date that I posted a review, um, and the date it released. And then it has a small section for notes about the book. Typically, I'll put the characters' names, tropes, and if it's a subgenre, like sports romance, hockey romance, whatever. Um, and then it has a space for pop. And then it gives my star rating at the very end of the two-page spread. And then I have a color coded system that I use in the monthly calendar that reminds me certain books that are on my radar for release. And a lot of those more have to do with like we have happy hour events on YouTube. And so I know that these books are going to release this month on these weeks. So I know what authors potentially to reach out for, because, you know, if you've noticed on the podcast, we've moved author content Author interviews off the podcast for the most part. And we're putting those over to YouTube now, um, which are great. They're so fun. They're such a fun night. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's how I do it. I'm trying to bullet journal mm. um, because I need a hobby. And currently the only thing I can tell you about bullet journaling is I really like washi tape. Yes. And pens. <laughs> and a lot of washi tape. You guys, uh-huh. I found the cutest washi tape. It's rainbows and it's bookshelves.
1: Oh, uh-huh. it is very cute. And it automatically gets shipped to her house. So that's even better.
0: Every month, they have a, a washi tape of the month club. And five rolls of washi tape come to my house every month. Oh my God. I'm down so you love washi tape like so if a friend per se had to de-stash washi tape they should de-stash, de-stash washi it washi to my house <laughs> yeah yeah um but i love washi tape if you are part of our patreon and get our reading journal quarterly i always send a couple rolls of washi tape with that because i want to share the love of washi tape um anyway that's all
1: yeah hey, i didn't get washi tape with my reading journal
0: in december yes you did
1: no, I did not.
0: I think you did. Everybody did. No. Two rolls.
1: I did not receive any washi tape in December.
0: I don't know why. You should have. And two pens. I don't think I got pens either. Wow. The person who stuffed your envelope sucks. Yeah. I think do. I need
2: uh, Deltas. I need a pen from Delta.
0: Well, we all need pens from Delta. Okay. Do you keep a different TBR for your audiobooks?
1: uh no i do no. not no i'm very um, willy-nilly when it comes to audiobooks because i have to i need to be in the heads not even in the headspace but i have to do audiobooks through like the library and stuff because
0: who is audiobooks are expensive audiobooks fuck. are expensive mm-hmm. okay currently what are some books that are on the top of your tbr if you Ooh. actually had a TBR, what would... I'll give you mine and give you guys a chance to look at your stuff. Okay. Um, I'm going to try an LJ Shin book. I'm going to try Ruthless Rival. That's on my TBR right now. Dr. Grant. Catherine Mora has been on my TBR for a minute. And this one reads supposedly as a standalone because I didn't want to go two or three books in. Um, um
1: I have read her and I think I picked up in the middle of a series and I didn't have any issues.
0: So I'm going to try Dr. Grant. Um, Soulless Devil by Kylie Kent. It's book three in the Valentino.
1: No, it's book four. No,
0: this is book three. Soulless Devil is oh. book three. Um, but book four is coming soon. Um, In the Kylie Kent-Valentino family. And I'm obsessed with these brothers. Um, Wreck and Ruin by Emma Slate. it has been on my TBR for a while. The Playing Game by Ainsley Booth. She is an author that has several other pen names. And so I'm trying to familiarize myself with her. And then, of course, Give Me Forever by Layla Hagan. It's part of her Maxwell family. The series is in KU. If you have not read it, oh, my God, read it. It's so good. I love Layla Hagan. OK,
2: what's on okay. your TBR, guys? All right, I'll go. I've got them. Um, right now, I am reading or I want to read The New Guy by Serena Bowen. A, it's part of her, uh, mm. of her hockey series. Brooklyn Bruisers, um, right? yeah i also put lena Hendricks on my uh list because she's going to be in iowa and i i'm just super interested in that rl kenderson um is very good if you ever want to read she they write it's an author duo pnr and then they have this really spicy series it's called the d appointment and it's set in minnesota highly recommend um let's see here anna blakely i am gonna see her in iowa and then um this christine allen has an mc series that i really want to read um because she'll be in iowa too
0: okay Lindsay, what you got on your tbr a lot (laughs) how about zoe blake did i convince you to read her
3: yet I haven't added her on here but i'll start with my list it's kind of um a lot so <laughs> uh i want to read so i've got a couple books that i want to read from our best of 2022 episode mm-hmm. uh so i want to read always Mine" by laura pavlov i want to read um Oh, Jesus. I meant, oh, Relentless Devil by Kylie Kylie Kent. I actually have a lot of Kylie Kent. I want to finish the Layla Hagen-Bennett family series. I think I've got like four or five books left in that. I want to finish Rena Morgan's Nolan Knight series. Like, why did you get me hooked on that, Becky? It's so good. And then like all these other books. And then I've got um, Preservation by Kate Canterbury. I started that, started another book. I've been really skipping around a lot but i want to come back and finish that that was really good so far i like I, that one a lot Promised me always by al jackson that's been on my kindle for like a month since it so released
1: good. so good oh my mm-hmm. god but um, Lindsay, but do the audio for that
0: that one. one's worth an auto credit. audio it's worth okay an it audible is one thousand
1: percent do the okay. audio it is the first book okay. that i read audio first and i would i would one thousand percent recommend the audio for that.
0: I am not usually emotionally triggered by a book. And this that audio book. I was tears and joy and it was gorgeous. Okay. I will do that.
3: And then I also have Canon by Sawyer Bennett, her latest release. And then Where the Waves Break by Julia Wolf. So Those good. are like the ones that I had at the, oh, and Asher by Samantha Whiskey. I don't know why I never read
0: that. Like, oh, Asher is so I've good. So good. And I Everybody. need the next book in that series. I just said to Leah the other day, do we, does she like,
1: she just, she, it's like happy release. Like, like you get a text message. Like she has a text thing where it's like this book released. Like yep. you never know what's coming. It's just, just love a happy it. surprise. Cheese and rice. It is
0: always a happy surprise. I, um, w- I love that, <laughs> Leah, what's on your TBR?
1: Okay. So I have before and after you from Hope Ellis. Smart- from Hope Ellis. Yes. We're going to do a quick shot on that. So that's on my list. And then I have Fast Lane by Kristen Ashley, which Shauna keeps telling us about. And I know that you just finished it. And like, So I borrowed it from the library yesterday. So I'm going to read that um actually Morgan James is an is a name that has been coming across like my periphery for a while so I'm going to give her a try um because I'm always looking for new to me authors
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then um actually Kate is it K. Lynn or Kate hold on a second
0: K.I. Lynn
1: K.I. Lynn yes so I read her brax her creed Brothers series book one and book two they were really well done and i really enjoyed it so i want to go back and read some of her other books um and then zoe blake is now delightful and i'm going to read more by her you're welcome I, I know I'm not sad but Marie Johnston has a new oil barons uh-huh. book coming out at the end of the month so I have the arc for that and I've been putting it off because I don't want the series to end
0: I'm excited for that book because we, I read the excited. previous book and this is the sister's book and I'm mm-hmm. I'm invested but this is
1: the last book in like this grouping and like you're still gonna see the family and like the the oil nights series that she's spinning off but like I'm kind of sad that it's ending so like I've been putting it off I've had the arc for like two weeks so funny.
0: um, Okay. It's that time, everybody. It's that time for Book, book of the, of the week.
1: week.
0: Okay. Heather, what's your book of the week? Am I going to steal your book? You can No, steal. Take whatever book you want.
2: I am reading Corrupted Union by Jill Ransauer, And it comes out, I think, uh, April. April 4th. April fourth or April 6th. I have the sixth. April fourth.
0: We have Happy Hour with Jill on April
2: 6th. Okay. So this is book like two in her the series. Yeah, the Burn Brothers. The Burn Brothers. Oh my god. Irish Mafia. Such a great writer. This series is phenomenal. The first book, Savage Vows, in
0: the epilogue, the last book is the hero from this book, Corrupted Union, he mm-hmm. is holding a woman in a wedding gown in yes. his arms, and she is not awake, conscious, or mm-hmm. conscious. And he, his cousin, is getting off the plane with his bride as they're coming back from their honeymoon, and he is getting on
2: the plane with this woman. And it was very non. Wait, he stole her? He stole a bride from the wedding. No, we not no no so the first book in the series is um the burn series it's silent bows and he picks her because she thinks she's a mute it's very good then there's like a one and a half and that's called secret sin um and that's so good the audios are stellar really um so book three or book two um Heather is
0: next level stalking Jill now, like to the point that she's like, can we have a happy hour with Jill? And I'm like, okay, I'll email Jill and her PR person. I'll ask them if they would like to come on. And in the email I put, I just need you to know that my co-host for the evening is like next level stalking you, but she's not creepy. (laughs)
2: Like, don't tell her where you, like, what state you live in, though. But she's not creepy.
0: No, and so it's really funny because she's in Denver for Reader's Take Denver. Oh, yeah. The week before her release. And I was like, I know you're in Denver and it might not work out, but would you like to hang out with us on your release week? And she's like, yes, I don't care. I'm like, I just need you to know that it might be 60 minutes of my co-host fangirling and trying to figure out where you live so that she can stalk you. (laughs) But Jill Ramsauer is a new to me author this year. We found her through the Mafia when we were doing our Mafia Rex. She's she's a, a one click author for me now. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm all in. All in. Well, she just writes a really solid story. It's kind mm-hmm. of like if Sawyer Bennett started writing Mafia.
2: <coughs> Sawyer Bennett.
0: <laughs> they're written to the the level of what I expect a Sawyer Bennett book to be like really well fleshed out characters really dynamic side characters thought out plots there aren't plot holes and she amazing leaves, families yeah and she leaves you wanting more like constantly okay Lindsay, what's your book of the week i know you had a rough reading reading week but is there anything well, this month that's been dynamic i'm going to talk about this series i've i've
3: Lee and I did a quick shot on it not too long ago. The first one, it's Mm -hmm. the Veil Star series by Juliet Cross, and it is so freaking good. It is so good. I have had that series finished for a while now, except for the last book, and I cannot bring my like. I don't want it to end. Like, I don't want it to end. I really love like the characters, the world she she built, and you see like some of that in her a Spell series. but it's set in New Orleans. Like this world is very much a different kind of mm-hmm. world. And it's like, especially when you get into Vala's story, and like the world building is phenomenal. Like there's, it's such a rich story. And like the plot is so good and it's got an overarching plot. So it is something I'd recommend reading in order. Um, Cause I would say like, even though the love stories are standalone, like the, it, it's really in in order kind of series and it's just so good i don't want it to end i really want her to go back i hope that her secret series is like another series with this
1: yeah because she she hasn't given any hints
3: she she probably won't um she seems to be very good at keeping secrets unlike us (laughs) and like i mean i just like my i'm basing that on like the anticipation for book six in the stay a spell series. And like, there's not really a ton of hints out there. And
1: she's no, and she's, she's a dirty gonna... tease with what little she gives us a yeah. dirty, dirty tease, Juliet cross.
3: So I love her so much. Leah, what's your
0: book of the week?
1: My book of the week is actually brutalized me by Michelle heard. It is book three of her corrupted Royal series. It's mm-hmm. an arranged marriage but she gets arranged to somebody else that Ooh. was not very good. And her brother had arranged her to somebody that he trusted, but her like adopted father had arranged somebody with like a really bad guy. And it, it was really good, but I will say there is one part that you're not sure like how the hero can come back from it. And I don't know if he did a great job of it, but it worked because it's mafia. So it, it makes me happy, but it was really good. I really enjoyed it, but I really like Michelle Hertz books too though.
0: Yeah. So. So my book of the week is Scandals. We've already talked about. We've already talked about. It's Scandals of a Father by Zoe Blake. <laughs> it is out on the 31st of May. It will be in KU. Um, it is an age gap. He is a daddy. Um, if you have problems with consent, or if you need consent in your books, this is not a book for Do you. Do not read this. It's not even dubious consent. There is non-con in this book. He chases. Um Primal kink. It is sexy. It's not mafia, but it is dark. Um, It has like
1: mafia elements. Well, but
0: he keeps the mafia out of the village. It's true. It's really good. It takes place in Italy. I am a huge fan of Zoe Blake. I found her in the midst of my mafia deep dive. And she writes really sexy age gap, primal kink romances. Um, so I have reviews up on the up on the blog. You can check them out for more of my thoughts on Zoe Blake, because
2: they um, Sounds like a winner, chicken dinner,
0: winner, winner, chicken dinner. OK, so I just have to say there are some trends in our community and we'll talk a little bit more about them next week also. But lap pillows for our Kindles, house purses, remote page turners.
1: Heather introduced
0: us to the house purse and the the husband I have linked and created a list on our Amazon storefront that through our affiliate you can will find a link in our on the shelf show notes so that if you want to know what a lap pillow is what the remote page turner and the husband are they are becoming reading necessities for me
2: I, if you are a mom that you had babies and you have an old boppy, I don't think I need to tell anybody that, those are phenomenal and you should not get rid of those and you should just use them for your Kindle.
0: I bought one of the tiered pillows. It has like a inclined one Mm -hmm. or a steep one that has like a ledge on the bottom of the pillow to hold Mm -hmm. my Kindle. And it's great because I've developed this tech pinky where my pinky is no longer stay by my fingers and Mm. i'm starting to have some pain in my hands from holding my kindle all the time so i've started using that pillow and my remote clicker and it makes a difference
1: i'm getting so old
0: i feel old i know the pop socket everybody talked about it in drunk book club they're like becky get a pop socket i know guys you have
1: pop sockets that you should try one i think i've gifted out all my pop sockets i think you might have too i got one of the new like Cases that have like the thing that pop pops out. The strap. I didn't like it. No, it doesn't have a strap. It has like a tripod to it. I bought one with the the strap and the tripod. I don't
0: like it. Look at Heather. Just go for the pop socket.
2: The pop socket. I also um. But I need a cute author
0: pop socket.
2: I found a clear case for my Kindle, and then I don't like to use stickers. So I put stickers, um, and I just use a little double-sided tape, and I put it on the back of my Kindle. Have you seen the strap that
0: goes diagonal across the back?
2: Yeah. It's like a silicone I mean,
0: strap.
1: Yeah. I think my hand would slide out of that, though. Yeah, like, there's nothing to grip there. Yeah, like, I, you're I, already gripping, like, the
0: side of the Kindle anyway. And I have short, fat fingers, so, click like... The one thing I noticed with the strap is in the one hand I can't hold my thumb doesn't hands. hit the edge. You have what?
1: I have man hands.
0: I have little tiny fat chubby I can almost digits. palm a
1: basketball. I so I don't I don't think the strap thing would
0: really work for me. Okay. But anyway, we'll have a list on our on-the-shelf show notes. It's true. Uh, Patreon update. Thank you for supporting us and helping us to bring you all the amazing podcast goodness. We currently have four open tiers on Patreon. Those that start at $5 a month and include membership to Drunk Book Club, along with other s- exclusive content like our Should You Read It, um, which get downloaded weekly. And I have some hot takes over there on The Highest Bitter by Sarah Kate and some other trendy popular books. Um, And whether or not I think you should be reading them. So it's great content over there. And then if you didn't know, we are going to our first romance book signing.
1: We are, which is kind
0: of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Buzzing About Romance will be at the HEA Readers event in Indianapolis, Indiana on November 3rd through the 5th. Tickets are on sale now and we'll have a link on our website Just scroll down. It's on the right hand side. That'll take you over to buy tickets. It should be a fun event. And we will also have some kind of indie meetup. Um, So Mm -hmm. if for some reason you're not coming to the signing, but you live in the Indianapolis area, we will be having brunch on Sunday morning before we leave the area. Um, You can find a list of all of our upcoming dates, including drunk book club, happy hours, plot a book and reading challenge, um, at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. Um, at the release of this episode, we will have brought to an end our um, new to me author challenge. I don't know yet what our if we're going to do a spring challenge. I know we're going to try to do something for World Book Day at the end of April. Um, I have some ideas brewing. Yeah. Um, wow. So (laughs) Leah rolls her eyes and Heather's like, woo, yay. Well, Uh, part of the problem
1: is since I am working so much, Becky has been left unattended. Thankfully, she was sick for like a week and a half. So there wasn't a lot of like unattended Becky things happening. But when an unattended Becky gets ideas, you never know what's going to happen.
2: That's true. Read-a-thon. Not that it was thankful that
1: you were sick. I'm just saying unattended Becky can be dangerous.
0: She can be. sick
1: unattended Becky, there's nothing happening.
0: No, you're pretty safe at that point, but- It does. I do make questionable life choices when left unattended. And also (laughs) it helped when I was sick that uh, Mike was also sick with us. And so I wouldn't have like as I was getting better, I couldn't ask him to if like he thought this was a good idea because I knew he was like really exhausted and not feeling good. And whenever I get an idea, you all get the fun of the wild ride. But Mike Burrier usually gets extra work. I did toy around <laughs> with starting a new podcast. And he's like, is this really no. the time you want to start this? And I'm like, no, no, you're right. But really in my head, I'm going, no, I think I do. Anyway. But we do have Get a really in, cool Becky. newsletter. We're starting May 1st.
1: We do. That was a good idea. But that was pre-sick Becky. It was idea. pre-sick
0: Becky. Um, you can sign up for that newsletter on our website. We are starting the Pour Over newsletter. Mm-hmm. It's more about your bookish lifestyle. Then, Ooh. um, we
1: might see a house purse article
0: in there. Coffee drinks and um, cocktails, and also maybe recipes inspired by the books we read. Because, like, I read that Scandals of the Father, and I want Michael to make cornettis, which are Italian croissants, because she has one every morning with a
1: like jam on it, Cafe
0: Lugo. Mm. um and i had to really
1: want cappuccino and i will say that the cappuccino in italy is not the cappuccino of the u.s it is it packs a punch it is delightful
0: so yeah you will but you'll be able to find all that stuff coming up in our pour over lifestyle newsletter we're going to talk about thrifting books and bookstores all sorts things. if there's is
1: something bookish that you want to see and we don't talk about on the podcast or in the newsletter that we put out there, send us an email because we're always looking for some ideas yeah. like to add to it.
0: If you have a bookish recipe from a book you read that you want us to bake for you to see if it works, like Kaylee Ryan in her Stay Over book, the woman made sausage and cheese balls.
1: Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. as an
0: appetizer, I am on the search for a recipe. So if you have a recipe, let me know. Anyway. Thanks, everyone, for talking about your TBRs and how they are not manageable and that you love all my book recs.
2: You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody.
1: Find us
3: on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance.